Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I am Dr. Andrew Scaff. He is Dr. Michael Werman, Esquire. Uh, we're going to talk today uh, about the um, NFL's Week 8 games that happened last weekend. Uh, we'll, and then we'll get into some preview of uh, Week 9 uh, towards the end of the show. And we'll talk a little bit about the World Series a little bit later, too. Uh, but we'll start uh, this episode probably in a place um, just so that we can get through it quickly and not have to talk about it and linger on it for very long. Uh, Mike, the, the the Chiefs had a disastrous week eight game against the Broncos, uh, but there were a lot of circumstances that may have led to their bad week. Weather wasn't good. Mahomes was under the weather himself. Uh, players, again, like having trouble controlling the ball. Uh, are you concerned? Um, with the team, or was it, are you willing to write this off as a, just a bunch of circumstances that led up to a bad game, and then just move on, and let's just move on from it? Well, I, it's a little of both, I think, because I think the first game against Detroit, it seemed like it was more a bunch of crazy circumstances, like horrible receiver play, like giving a giving Detroit a touchdown. Kelsey being out, Chris Jones being out. So there's a lot of that. There's a little bit of that this week, I think, with with um, with with Mahomes being ill, and then also the def- then like five turnovers for like no apparent reason. Uh, Mahomes threw a couple of picks that weren't very good. You know, he had that fumble, which is very unusual for him when he was sacked. Um, he, he hasn't was- really been being sacked a whole lot. No. He just seemed like he would like I'm sure like he could like be okay for brief periods, but then probably after exerting himself, he wasn't him the same, especially also being in uh the mile high altitude that also probably affected it. But it's also one of those things where where Denver had been beaten so many times in a row, it has to at some point Denver has to win those games. Yeah, or one of the games. So maybe it's good that they won this time, but I think it also doesn't bode well for the offense because they didn't – the defense played well again. The defense mm-hmm. played well enough to win. Uh, they allowed 24 points, but that was allowing five turnovers, and a couple of those turnovers were deep into um, Chiefs territory. So it was the muff punt. You know, it was it was a lot of bad stuff. So Hardman, as good as he was the week before, was bad this week. The re- wide receivers were basically not there. Sky Moore missed an easy touchdown that would have kept the Chiefs in the game. You know, so there were a lot of things that I don't know. There was just a lot of things that went wrong, and it wasn't like the De- it wasn't like Denver really outplayed the Chiefs in a lot of ways, except on the turnover side of things. So, I yeah. it's but it's concerning that the Chiefs can't score very easily a lot of times. Like, and so I I don't know if that's a Matt Nagy thing, if that's simply a offense that is becoming more predictable or isn't innovative enough anymore type of thing Mahomes seems to be putting the ball into the other team's arms a lot more this year than the previous years so I think he's on pace for more interceptions this year than ever so yeah um you know so it's it, it I think it all depends if they, if they play well against Miami it's just a blip if they don't play that well against Miami it's maybe the start of a worrying trend and so we have to wait for another we have to wait for another game to to see whether it means something or not, I think. Well, I'm not sure that the Miami game in in uh, Germany is really like an, a good test of what is or is not um, the team this season because it's just it's one of the, it's another one of those weird things like they're having to travel so far. There, it's against a team they've got kind of a personal grudge a little bit at least with with uh, Tyreek Hill being there. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's always gunning for the Chiefs all the time because they are the current champs, the defending champs. So I don't yeah. really know if that's really a true test, if the team is good or not good. So, I mean, they could be flat again and still mean be not mean anything. I think yeah. this game, I think the Chiefs still outperformed Denver, like in the statistics and everything except turnovers. And that's really what, uh, what did it mean anyway, so... Yeah, they have a bye after this week, so maybe you could say, well, if they don't play well, they can regroup after the bye, but you would like to see the Chiefs play well going into the bye and maybe see Mahomes be healthy and start, you know, throwing for, like he did like he did against uh, the Chargers, you know, he threw for over 400 yards and he threw 
you know, a lot of touchdowns. Maybe he can do, you know, I'd like to see something like that again. Miami has a decent defense, but I think they're more like, they're a lot, the team itself, Miami, is much more like the Chargers than they are like the Broncos. You know, despite what the Miami's record is very lofty compared to the the Los Angeles, but like those two teams played each other very close. They each have a quarterback that's pretty good. They each have good weapons on the outside. They're fast and they have a defense that's kind of flashy, but probably not, you know, the best either. So I, I, I think maybe the Chiefs match up better against the Dolphins than they do against the Broncos right now. They, 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 even though they keep beating the Broncos, they don't seem to match up terribly well. Uh, against Denver like they didn't play that well in the game a couple weeks back they only won 19 to 8 or whatever but yeah they still couldn't they they had had trouble scoring and I hope they don't have trouble scoring again that's I'm I'm a little worried about the offense Um, they didn't get anybody at the trade deadline do you think they should have gone after one of the wide receivers or do you think Hardman is Enough. There was rumors. There were rumors. Maybe they were trying to get rid of Richie James, who was kind of maybe expendable now that, that Hardman is there. But maybe with some of the Justin Ross uh, issues, maybe Har- James can find his way back on the roster when uh, he's off the IR. Yeah. I, I mean, unless they found somebody that that they you know really would slot in really highly in the uh, in the wide receiver room. I don't. I don't know that there really was anybody out there to to go for. Was there? Did, he, did anybody else get picked up? Well, or? I think people thought maybe DeAndre Hopkins would be on the trade. But he did. He didn't get traded though, right? No, because and partly I think that's because Levis played so well in his game uh, against um, the Falcons, and wasn't it the Falcons they played against? And, yeah, and and uh, so I think maybe that changed Tennessee's. I think Tennessee maybe was looking to sell if if that game had gone poorly, uh, but they didn't. I think some of the other, like, you know, a lot of the other teams that maybe were looking to sell, we thought, well, the Broncos might have been, but then they won that game against the Chiefs, and they aren't going to trade their guys to their divisional opponents. The Raiders aren't going to trade their best, aren't going to trade their best wide receiver to the Chiefs. You know, so it's, it's, it's a lot of the players that the Chiefs maybe were, the idea that they maybe were looking at were either divisional uh, rivals or on teams that ended up maybe not selling. Like maybe thought, oh, maybe Hollywood Brown, but you know, it still takes those receivers a long time to learn Reed's system in the off, you know, it takes them an off season usually. And, and so I don't know if anybody they could bring in other than somebody like Hardman would actually help them because you have to be familiar with that, with that playbook. Yeah. And one of the things that always has been driving me crazy about the team and just in general is I don't I don't even know why they bother really returning kicks for the most no. part. Maybe like pick one a game that they plan on returning, but the rest of them just like, you know, just catch it and secure it and just take, you know. Or don't. If it's a punt, you don't have to, you know, just just uh, try to block it. Uh, and if it doesn't work, well, it. they're going to punt it and they're going to down it somewhere. Who cares? Or just have don't a guy back there and don't find, don't fumble it. That's yeah. <laughs> or like on the kickoff, like if it goes in the end zone, let it go. You yeah, know, don't run it out because you're only going to get at the best. You're probably only going to get the 22, yeah. and probably somebody's going to get hurt on the return. And it's, well, and and a penalty of some kind too. And a penalty, yeah. So like, I think you have to field a kickoff because the other team, you know, but a punt you don't have to field. And so I. Yeah. I I think team. I think lots of times people are looking for the big return, and the Hardman return was a big return two weeks ago. But yeah, yeah, it does. The 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 risk versus reward is the risk is much higher than than the reward. Like there's well, they already everyone. had the one reward last week, right? So like your odds of getting rewarded again are probably lower. I guess people think, well, if we got the reward last week, we're going to keep building. We're going to keep getting rewarded. But I think it's. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're more accurate. Like it's it's a it's it's a lot. It's a lottery ticket, and you aren't going to win most. You aren't going to win the lottery most of the times. Even though you do win it occasionally, you're yeah. probably better off saving that money. And you know, it seems like it's worse than a lottery ticket. It's like you. It's like you're you're thinking that it's a. I mean, it can really hurt you though, right? So it's like not not. Uh, it's more like putting it in a crazy stock than a than putting it in a bank account, right? So yeah, it's like rolling, you know, you, I mean, you can actually be really hurt by it though, not just do I win a lot or do I not win anything? It's like it actually the low low is much lower because it's like you can actually be damaged. If you turn the ball over, 
rather than you know get a touchdown the, the you know yeah. the difference between the high re- the high reward and the and the uh you know worst negative result is much worse than just not returning mm-hmm. it at all i think anyway that's my yeah i i i i can see that i yeah it just i i think a teams punt it too much and b teams try to return punts and kicks too much too and like just i would say eliminate as much special teams play as possible because it's you know like the, you know the chiefs had a big punt return in the in the super bowl with tony of course so that was a you know so like i think they remember these big good things that they do but even with those good things i think that still the, the bad things outweigh all those all those good things because it's either it's sky more dropping one or it's then richie james drop one uh this year we've had uh, nicole hardman now drop a punt this year so yeah. they're on the they're on pace to do that like you know as many times or more than they did last year so which was too many times and even time. i guess even when the chiefs were doing the best like you remember that that game with um uh, in the playoffs, the divisional game against the Texans, when when Tyreek Hill went to retrieve, we retrieved one of those punts. Early. He dropped it, and that led to one of the touchdowns that the Texans scored when they went up twenty four to nothing. So yeah, you know, there's a lot. It happens a lot. They've gotten more drops that have returned that have turned into, I'd say, drops within the uh, within the twenty yard line than they've had big punt returns probably uh, mm-hmm. over the last few seasons. But you know, you remember the big ones, right? Speaking of uh, well, big well, ones, maybe one one more thing though. Um, Taylor Swift was not there. Does that did that factor in? Seems yeah, like, like, there seems like Kelsey season. hasn't had a great season when Swift hasn't been there. But it's only it's still a small sample size. But yeah, you maybe it was a little worrisome. I don't know if Taylor is going to go to Frankfurt uh, to. Uh, watch uh the Chiefs play the Dolphins but maybe she should um Kelsey went to the World Series uh do you think that was a mistake uh I think Nick, Nick Lowry was in the news uh saying that probably was a mistake going in there on Friday night rather yeah. than I don't know yeah when the game's on Sunday afternoon yeah I don't know he's an, he's enough of an international figure I think he can do whatever he wants at this point but you'd hope that he's focused on the the game he still was the chief's leading receiver even though he you know went to that game now so yeah he had a couple of plays where it seemed like he just fell down for some reason and he didn't have a great um outing but he wasn't terrible but like just the chiefs were just off and and it seems like the chiefs have been off a lot this year and you wonder what the cause is is it is it just they don't care until they get to the playoffs now or is it something deeper and more more of a problem? And, so, and it's one of those things like, well, we have to wait till next week really to see, or a couple of weeks to really see what's going on. Yeah. Because the Chiefs tend to play to the level of their opponents. And in this game, they really played poorly. Below, even below the level of their opponents. Yeah. The, well, when you turn the ball over that much, that's what, that's what, that's what happens. And turnovers are kind of random anyway. So like, you know, you can't, I think if you win, you know, you, you people say, oh, we got to create more turnovers, but turnovers are fairly random. They tend to even out. And the teams that rely on turnovers to win games are usually the ones that are not winning the Super Bowl because there was a playoff game or some other game down the road where they didn't get those turnovers. And because they didn't get those turnovers, they couldn't win. And yeah. it's the teams that can win despite having a lot of turnovers. And the Chiefs were still in that game most of the time. Yeah. Um, had you know yeah you know had more caught that pass you know yeah. you know this guy more could have just caught that that one pass but i you know do you want should we talk about maybe our the other games uh this past week that we found interesting sure maybe talk about our, our bets our like the, uh, the big the biggest game probably was the one where we were opposed to uh one another uh, the San Francisco Cincinnati game, and this is maybe a game that will affect the Chiefs down the road because the Chiefs will play Cincinnati later in the season. Cincinnati looked pretty bad early on. Joe Burrow was injured, uh, kind of mysteriously. There wasn't much information about his calf injury. The offense for the Bengals looked terrible. 
but now they're starting to heat up. They won three in a row. They beat the 49ers. Uh, now suddenly the 49ers have lost three in a row. Um, so what? So I ended up thinking that the 49ers would win that game. They were favored by four and a half. I actually thought that maybe Sam Darnold was going to play instead of Brock Purdy, who had the concussion. Yeah. Do you think that she? Do you think the uh, 49ers would have been better with Darnold? Bert Purdy's kind of uh, gone downhill the last few games. Is this just a just a sophomore slump, or is it something maybe he's maybe not the long term answer? And and I don't. It's hard to say. I, you know, he um his like last several drives were not so were like really quite bad. I think actually he had a couple like an interception and then a, another interception that ended up being called back on a penalty by uh, the Bengals, but. Then he like immediately turned it over on a fumble, sack fumble anyway. So uh, not a great way to end the game. Maybe he was um, still feeling some of the effects of the concussion and maybe just wore out and got, you know, tired at the end of the game and wasn't so great. I don't, it's really hard to say on that one too, but I think his numbers were okay outside of that, those last couple drives. Yeah. I'm not sure that it's really that concerning yet, but it does seem like well, I'm not sure why they didn't just go ahead and play Darnold in that particular game. Yeah, you'd think maybe just getting him ready because um, you want, just in case something happens to Purdy later, you want to have your backup playing, and it seems like that happens a lot to the 49ers, so why not um, put him in there? But yeah, I this was a game that you predicted correctly. You, I think, I don't know if you thought Cincinnati would win outright, but I think you thought at least they'd keep it close. I missed that one, um, but you got it right. Was that was that your thinking? Would you think that Cincinnati was going to win, or what was? How did? Why did you see uh, this this coming? And, and and I didn't. So my my thought was that um, this was probably a game that Cincinnati kind of had circled, and they may be like middling through their season this thus far and maybe this was like what they planned on you know having like their coming out game basically getting getting right uh that's kind of what i was expecting so it was more important for the bengals than it was for the 49ers and yeah i think it was more about the bengals <clears throat> um, you know establishing themselves as being a contender again and not uh maybe just like falling off into irrelevance after their not so great start uh i kind of think it's probably going to like the Bengals are probably going to be like, yeah. And the discussion was about, you know, being the number one seed here in another week or two, <laughs> depending on how they, how they, they keep playing like that, at least anyway. So, yeah. Well, the chiefs are still technically the number one seed in the AFC. Sure. The, the Dolphins next week's opponent, are number two seed, the chiefs have beaten number three, Jacksonville, Baltimore is also six and two. So they're top, they're the top four right now. But yeah, um, I think actually Seattle is leading the division now in the NFC West ahead of, the 40 guys, which I don't think any of us saw coming three weeks ago. No. So um, that's an interesting development. I don't, I don't really think again, it's the NFC. It's not as deep. I don't think the 49ers really have much to worry about. I think as long as they finish 10 and seven, they're going to be comfortably in the playoffs, maybe even nine and eight. They don't have to worry a whole lot in the NFC, but um, yeah, the AFC's uh, eating up, uh, how about so you you got uh, your uh, 49ers uh, Bengals pick correct? Did you get any other uh, of your of your locks of the week correct? I did not. Yeah, uh, we may as well just go ahead and throw this one out there just because we already talked about the game. Anyway, I had the Chiefs minus seven and a half Denver. Uh, I didn't go anywhere close to that way. Chiefs did not not only did not cover they lost by fifteen points. So. Uh, yeah, on my big board, I had the Chiefs winning. I was. A little skeptical that it would win by seven and a half. I didn't really want to bet against the Chiefs because I thought the Chiefs would win anyway. But yeah. it turned out this is one of those games where they wouldn't wouldn't uh, play well and didn't win. Um, I oh, I like you. I was one and two in my locks of the week, so I am I think um, two games over five hundred for the season. Now, I think I am. Um, You're thirteen and eleven. Now. Thirteen and eleven. Yeah. Um, what, and what was your uh, second pick, though? My second pick, the one I got right, was Minnesota uh, against Green Bay. Again, I saw no reason why Green Bay should be thought of as even that close. Um, and 
The only reason I think maybe Green Bay kept it as close as it was is because Kirk Cousins got hurt, but still they lost by two touchdowns. So yeah. Cousins is, looks like he's going to be out uh, the rest of the season with a Aaron Rodgers esque Achilles tendon tear. So the so the older quarterbacks, two maybe two the two older two of the older starting quarterbacks in the league, maybe outside of Russell Wilson, uh, each have torn their Achilles tendons uh, this season, which is which is which is rough, but. Minnesota won 24 to 10, two touchdowns, easy game for them. I don't know why they were only favored by one and a half. Minnesota, I think, is five, they're four on four now. If Cousins had been healthy, I think you could say Minnesota is really pushing for a, a high playoff seed, even though they, they got through a tough part of their schedule where, you know, one of those losses was, was against the Chiefs. They lost, uh, you know, some tough games early on, but they beat the 49ers. So they're a good team, but. Mm-hmm. They, you know, now they traded, they traded, they, they, maybe one of the big deadline deals, they traded for uh, Joshua Dobbs. Uh, do you think Minnesota going forward is a playoff team in the NFC with Dobbs or perhaps a combination of backups uh, in Minnesota? Or is this, was that, was that just their season and they should probably rebuild because they probably won't also have cousins uh, around next year either. Well, they're, I mean, their conference, their division opponents aren't that strong. So chances are they're probably still a playoff team, even with, you know, uh, even if there's a gigantic letdown between Cousins and if it's Dobbs or if somebody else has to come in too. Uh, man, do, I don't know. Do you if, think Dobbs I, was the, was the right we, pick to trade for? Could Or would it have been maybe somebody like Ryan Tannehill? Because Tannehill looks like he's on the outs now and in Tennessee and uh Will Levis had a great game against the the Falcons uh, his coming out party yeah Tannehill or somebody like that would have been a better choice than Dobbs or is that more draft capital maybe than they wanted to give up maybe I mean Tannehill's price tag was probably pretty expensive Dobbs price tags probably not terribly much at all well I think Tannehill's in the last year of his contract so yeah. you know it's a little bit of more money for one year but but Dobbs, I guess, has also shown that he can come in and win games even with only a, a week to prepare. So mm. maybe that's another. You know, Dobbs is a smart, you know, aerospace engineering uh, kid. So maybe he is able to pick up on offenses and things like that more quickly than the average quarterback. I think you think Tannehill is probably pretty good at that by now too. So yeah. But yeah, Minnesota though ended up winning easily against Green Bay. Green Bay is really bad. So. We thought they, we, I thought they would be really bad this year. I think you had also thought they'd be really bad this year, but they started yeah. out pretty good. And that was kind of surprising. Yeah. And, yeah. What did we, we had them at pretty low win totals? I think I had them at five and 12 on the year. And you yeah, might have, I only had them at four wins. So. Four and 13. So we're, <laughs> I think they're two and six now, two and five. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they've had a buy or not. I think they started two and oh, or, or at least two and one. Um, yeah. How about your second, your third pick? Uh, how, they are two and five. Yeah. Two and five, two and five. But yeah, the I mean, the Vikings are, you know, two games out of the division lead Lions, but I think as of right now, I think they're technically a playoff team, four and four or so. Yeah, they're they're at least in it in the NFC. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be, I think they'll probably be in it till the end. Even with a backup who they're going to have to have for the rest of the season now. Because yeah, not. Cousins isn't going to make it back before the playoffs. No. Um, or through the playoffs. No, unless he has an Aaron Rodgers kind of delusional recovery. <laughs> Possible. You don't know. And and I, I, I believe um, that Rodgers has already reached out to Cousins, so they may he may pass along all of the secrets uh, for a speedy recovery to Cousins. So. Well, Cousins is very conservative and religious, so I don't think I don't think politically they 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 and spiritually they match up terribly well with one another. But we'll see. Uh, you, you saw the quarterback uh, doc, docu series on Netflix. Did you see that? With the, I didn't. I didn't see Kirk. it. Um, yeah, he's very Kirk is very straight laced and. Um, you know, like not as I don't know if he's a Republican, but like like sort of classic old time kind of uh, Republican kind of yeah. You know, compared to you know Rogers is kind of weird and 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 out there. Uh, not you know he's not a straight arrow like like Cousins is. Cousins got where he was because he worked hard and he 
you know, ate his vegetables and said his prayers and does things like that. That's not the Rogers way. You know, I'm sure he worked hard too and did, did some of these similar things, but it was, it was a, a different kind of, of, of route to success. Cousins, you know, he, Rogers is immensely talented and, 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 and Cousins is like a hard worker who is talented, but not, but he does, but he's a grinder. Uh, it's a different, it's a different kind of, um, they, they have, they have, they, they're like kind of polar opposite personalities, I think, but maybe, maybe, maybe when it comes to uh, medicine and uh, vaccine denial, they're, they're, they're on the same page. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but, um, I think I think you know as a as a professional athlete, your goal is to get back on the field as fast as you can, and you may be willing to go, you know, a lot further outside of what your maybe typical comfort level is to try to get back there faster. I think. Yeah, snake oil maybe appears appeals to a wide swath of of, of people in this, this country. Uh, well, what what how about your third your third pick of the week? My third pick was another surprising outcome, I guess. But uh, again, a road favorite uh, letting me down. Uh, Houston, I had minus three and a half at Carolina. And uh, Carolina chose this game to, to actually play well enough to get the first victory of the season. Uh, so I, I dropped, you know, I dropped that bet then. Also. Yeah, I think maybe we were thinking Houston a little bit. We were putting a little too much on Houston. Houston kind of won some games because they played bad teams and, and even and they themselves are not a great team, so you can't count on a good. You can't count on a not great team to beat every bad team. And I think and and so they ended up losing. Uh, and I think maybe I'm sure this this win meant a lot more to Carolina than it would have uh, to Houston because Carolina was would have was kind of embarrassed that um, I think that they had not won any games and they had Bryce Young, who was supposed to be at least in a lot of people's opinions, to be the best quarterback of the draft and he has not so far turned out uh to be that stroud has has played a lot better although stroud hasn't been spectacular he's had kind of steady performances uh, that his team to victory but yeah i i had also thought that um houston was going to win but you know you don't want to hang your hat on on uh bad teams and maybe that's what i did in my third pick where i hung my hat on pittsburgh who still is a, a winning team and they're in the playoffs at the season end of the day but they were a home underdog, so the opposite of you, 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 you had a road favorite let you down. I had a home underdog let me down. Um, Pittsburgh, I had it plus two and a half uh, to Jacksonville. I still don't think Jacksonville's very good. Somehow they're six and two on the year now. They looked pretty bad against the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't play very well, and they easily beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville. So like, I don't, I don't see. I guess Travis Etienne has had some good games, but they've beaten. You know, Jacksonville's won a lot of games so far this year, but I I still don't see them as being, uh, you know, like they're I I don't think of them you know six and two, but I don't think of them as being in the class of Miami or being in the class of Baltimore or Cincinnati or even Buffalo. Even though they beat Buffalo, I don't see them as being as good as any of those teams. Um, I see them more as a kind of maybe Cleveland level, Pittsburgh level, that kind of second. Char, you know, charge. I'm actually probably more afraid of the Chargers than I am of uh, the Jaguars for the Chiefs because the Chargers always play, even though they didn't this, this past week or a week ago uh, play the Chiefs is tough. But still, um, I thought the Pittsburgh would be at least be able to keep it close. They just couldn't score enough points to. They kept, you know, like the defense played well. Jacksonville only scored twenty, but I thought Pittsburgh would be able to score twenty-ish, and they only scored ten, so they they couldn't they couldn't uh, cover the spread. So. I missed that one. So I was one and two. You were one and two. And we'll move on to next week and hope we'll, hopefully we'll improve our uh, shoe-ins. Um, where do you stand so far on our locks of the week? Uh, so you're at 13 and 11, plus $200 for the season. I'm 11 and 13, minus $200. Minus $200. So, okay. So 400 apart. Um, it's it's a little bit like that in the – it's the opposite of that in our big board where you are way ahead. Uh, and you you had a great week this week. You were up over a thousand dollars. I lost over a thousand dollars this week betting every spread, every over under, and every money line. Uh, but so this week, on a whole, on the whole, even though even though it didn't work out in our locks uh, for you, turned out to be a good week uh, for you. What what do you think uh, led to your success this week? Um, 
so I know last week we didn't really talk about this part of it in last week's episode, but uh, I I had a personally yeah disaster week last week. The league went totally different from what it had been doing the week in the weeks before, and uh, I, I didn't change my strategy at all. I actually followed your suggestion about not looking at last week and you know making the picks anyway. Which <laughs> I thought I thought. Um, was surprising that it actually turned out that well this week so there must have been some maybe the league realized that the uh, games were ridiculous last week and they figured out how to make them look not so ridiculous for week eight i think they look pretty ridiculous this week if you look at them individually like the chiefs game looked really awful if you yeah. want to call that jets giants game oh man that was a bad game 24 months they yeah. were we we figured out before we went on the air today that the, that uh, there were set, six completed passes by by the Giants, the two the, Giants quarterbacks combined, and they had seven yards total passing. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't see how that could be correct, but it is. And so that was thirteen total uh, yards plus completions, and they had thirteen punts. So yeah. together, yeah, I don't. Unless you're in a punting fantasy league of some sort, this would be the worst game uh, you could have. I think a punting fantasy game would be pretty would be pretty fun. Yeah, there were <laughs> yeah a total of twenty four punts in the game. I think, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, yardage wise, it looked pretty hilarious at least anyway. So like the 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 Giants punter uh, Jamie Gillen, thirteen punts, five hundred forty nine total yards of punting. A lot of punting. Thomas Morstead for the uh, Jets. 11 punts. 529. Ooh, he had some big punts. So over a 1,000 punting yards, yards in the game, Mike. Yeah. I'm in a group on Facebook called the Dull Men's Group uh, where, where people post the most boring things that they could find. And uh, I'm surprised that this game was not uh, featured more <laughs> on my Dull <laughs> Men's Group because it was quite dull. Other than the injury to Tyrod Taylor, which unfortunately is another kind of un you know bad luck injury that he's had, he's been able to lead the team to some competitive games, and I th- and that was one of the games where I thought the Giants were actually going to win outright uh, against the Jets, and they they probably should have. Yeah, even with the Tommy DeVito, Danny's uh, illegitimate son, he played worse than I would have. He played as badly as I would have played out there. Uh, negative. Was it negative one yards passing on two on two completions? Two of seven, minus one yards. Was sacked twice. Yeah, I could have had that line almost. I probably would have been sacked way more times. He did have uh, four rushes for twelve yards and scored a touchdown. Though. Yeah, I wouldn't have had that part. I I, I would have had fewer rushing yards for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, you could you could have you know, you don't you don't know. I mean, I know. would have been injured probably like Tyrod after one or two hits and. And... Or, would it, or would it have been like the uh, Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers Rogers, um, injury on a non-contact sort of? Yeah, I could have. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, I, I could have. Yeah, that that would have at least. I don't know like, if I would have left with yeah, like worried about the hit and then stumble a bit and blow out the. Yeah. Issue, so. Would that have been more dignified or less dignified? Uh, I don't know. It would have. It would have been really bad out there with me, but I think I could have at least completed a couple of passes behind the line of scrimmage if I could, you know, given uh, modern technology, but I'm sure I would have been just nailed uh, several times. They would just blitzed me. What's the hell out of me? And I wouldn't have been able to do anything. So, yeah, but uh, I'm sure Tommy DeVito is a much better player than I was. I I ever could hope uh, to be, but this stat line is one where a lucky fan, I don't think would have done that much worse. This was, but his rushing, he had a rushing touchdown, which kept the Giants in the game. They probably still should have won it, but, um, you know, those, 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 that was an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Um, any, do we, is there anything else we want to talk about when we talk about week eight? We, we had some ugly games. The Chiefs played one of those. Uh, do we just want to move on and hope that this is not going to be repeated? Yeah. I think, I think that's the plan. Yes. Okay. Speaking of ugly games, we have an ugly game going on in game four of the World Series. The Rangers are ahead 10 to one after seven innings. I'm going to confidently predict that the Rangers will win this game and go up three to one 
in the World Series. Do you think the Rangers um, are going to win the World Series? And if so, are you happy about that, or do you, do you think the uh, Diamondbacks are going to are going to claw back in and win three straight? Well, it's it seems like yeah the the Rangers got a couple you know pieces of bad news. I think before the game they had um, Max Scherzer and Idolis Garcia uh, both are going to miss the rest of the series with injuries. Um, but then you know immediately scoring ten runs in the next game. Uh, definitely helps their cause they only need to win one game you think even with the injuries they should they should be able to get one more victory uh and and it does seem like maybe arizona is running out of pitchers because it seems like they need like a essentially a bullpen game today yeah it seems like they're they're the the rangers are playing the 2023 kansas city royals today Mm. with their with their bullpen not not the 2015 royals bullpen or 2014 royals bullpen but the current Royals bullpen with with the opener and yeah um, yeah Josh uh, Young's having a another good game uh, he's you know there's uh, everybody's hitting well to, today for uh, uh, for the Rangers it seems like especially Marcus yeah. Simeon I think was the had the couple of big hits and five RBIs yeah yeah for five RBIs for Simeon uh, three hits. Uh, for for young, um, two home runs. Seager's got a home run. Simeon's got a home run. So yeah, it's been uh, a, a good game for basically the top of the lineup and kind of the lower part, lower half of the lineup. Yeah, uh, kind of spotty. Yeah, uh, uh, had, had a good game too. So, but yeah, the yeah. So I get, it looks like I think I was I I had wanted the Rangers to win this this series because the Rangers hadn't won a World Series yet and they had a better regular season than the Diamondbacks. So I thought they were more deserved. Uh, potential champions so we'll see I think probably by the time we uh, meet next week this will be all wrapped up so we will see if if uh, the Rangers do in fact become the 2023 Major League Baseball world champions they, they just added another run while you were finishing that statement 11 to 1 <laughs> congratulations yes uh, yeah Anything else to add on the? I don't really have anything else to basically. I don't have any Royals news because no. the Royals, the Royals' new stadium has kind of been dead since uh, the Jackson County sicked uh, its lawyers on uh, the the Royals, and so there's no new news about uh, whether it's going to be a downtown stadium or a uh, North Kansas City Pro Bowl uh, site stadium, but or maybe they're just going to get stuck in. Kauffman Stadium for a long a while longer, which I wouldn't mind. I think Kauffman's a great place, but no. the current world's ownership does not want uh to be there long term. So we'll see what happens there. Uh no, you know, again, we can't have to wait until after the World Series, until the until winter uh the Royals enter the uh in the rest of the baseball enters the winter meetings and kind of uh hot stove era uh for uh things to happen. And so I don't know if the Royals are gonna be big free agent buyers they're going to just continue the youth movement what yeah. they're going to do i'm sure they're going to do a lot of the head scratching moves that we can talk about in coming weeks but yeah. still have to wait a little while longer and it's not like any royals are going to be winning these offseason awards either the cy young or the mvp that they you know i don't, I don't think they ended up in any of the gold glove races either so they're because they've, they've already announced the final threes i think for all yeah. the positions and i don't think they were on any of the lists so well, no, no, no Royals fans are sweating any. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, of 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 sweating, are you worried about the Chiefs in uh, Germany? It's Schwitzing, maybe we should say. Uh, I guess that's more Yiddish, I think, than German. But yeah. um, are you are you so are are you predicting a Chiefs win over the Dolphins? I think the Chiefs are favored by two and a half points. Yeah. Uh, well, two, two, two to two and a half. So far, it's looked like the the Dolphins haven't played well against tougher teams, and the Chiefs will still be one of the toughest teams they've faced. So, I don't know that they really have that great of a defense. And if the Chiefs' offense shows up at all, and it's not the uh, the the drops and the turnovers, then the Chiefs should be 
competitive in the game. I don't know how they don't do at least okay in it anyway. Yeah, I think that she, I, I, I'm not maybe that worried. I am a little bit. I think maybe, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this on arrows before. I think the Chargers are much similar, are a very similar team to the Dolphins. And I think the Chiefs played well against the Chargers earlier this season. Uh, hopefully they can do the same against the Dolphins. They have similar types of quarterbacks, similar weapons on the outside, big, big time receivers. Um, it's flashy, maybe not the best defenses, but also, you know, good running games as well. So I, 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 I like, um, I like the Chiefs' chances, but I could also see the Chiefs losing and then having to retool, rebuild, uh, regroup uh, when when the bye comes around. But uh, the, I did not make the the Chiefs one of my locks of the week, though. I, I'm not I'm not touching that game um, as one of my locks. Um, are are you? I bet on them last week and it didn't work out, so I'm I'm staying away from them this week. Yeah, I don't like to bet on them, uh, but we have to for our our uh, big board, but. Um, you know, as long as I can, if I can stay away from, I, t- I tend to find the game, the games that I care about so little and the winner, it doesn't matter to me. So that's, that's what I've been trying to find. Uh, and that's served me well, kind of, um, uh, in, in these locks of the week so far. So, um, my first lock of the week for, for week nine is Seattle at Baltimore and, uh, I don't have a prediction on the spread for Seattle, Baltimore. Seattle, I think, is a an underdog of um, five and a half points. Five and a half points. Yeah, I don't. I I I don't have a a say on what on one side or the other on that. But uh, the over under is forty two and a half. There are a lot of low over under games this week for two and a half is actually one of the kind of medium to higher uh, over under scores. And I think that this game is still going to go over. I think Baltimore and Seattle can both put up some points. I think neither, both of them have offenses that are pretty good. Their quarterbacks are both kind of, are both fairly healthy. They have good uh, receivers, good running games. I think their defenses are okay, both sides, but, uh, I think maybe Seattle's defense is a little stronger than Baltimore's, but Baltimore's offense is probably a little stronger than Seattle's. So I think, you know, I could see it to be a 27 to 20 type game, 24, uh, you know, 22 type of game. And so that both of those would be over the 42 and a half. So I like, I like, or even 31, 31, you know, 31, 28, even I wouldn't be surprised if this game that high. Um, so I, I like, I like uh, the over 42 and a half Seattle Baltimore. That's my first lock of the week. Well, even if it's super lopsided, like Baltimore Detroit was a few <laughs> weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know, Baltimore may carry enough points to get it near that over, you know, on their own. 38 to six was uh, 44. So yeah. I don't see yeah, Seattle beat Detroit on the road. Uh, so Seattle has had some tough road games already this year. Uh, and done well and they were the winning and they're leading the division in in the west so yeah i like i like uh yeah i like some points to be scored there how about your first your first block of the week uh my first lock i'm going to what's probably a pretty ugly game uh, on a thursday night uh slate tennessee pittsburgh i kind of like um what we saw from from levis last week and i'm actually going to take um tennessee plus three Pittsburgh. That's another one of those really low over-under games, though, too. 36 and a half points. That's one of the lowest of the season, I believe, uh, over-under numbers. Yeah, there's a there's a 36 and a half this week. There's a 37 and a 30 and two 37 and a halves on the slate. So I think there's five sub 40 games this week. Yeah, the over-under, I think on average you said was 40 41.6 ish. Yeah. So this is what maybe the lowest over this lowest totals of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like, you like, you like Tennessee. To, to I like Tennessee at least a little bit. Them. I dislike Pittsburgh more. So I'm, I, it's almost as much betting against Pittsburgh as it is betting on. Are you, but are you falling back in, into an old habit where you're, you know, you said you don't want to think about last week uh, when you're begging these weeks, bets. are you looking too much at last week in previous uh uh, you know the previous uh, session of of games. Is this... I don't think I don't think so. I think I'm I'm. It's more about looking at 
um, the qual the quality of play that I that I've seen for Pittsburgh this season has been way less than what their record has been. So, so they're lucky to be where they are, and you think? Uh, and I think they have they have more room out. to drop in this. They're only, you know, a three point favorite in this game is actually that they are a three point favorite is a little surprising to me. So I might actually have taken this if it was the other way, even. Yeah. I, I feel the same way about my second block of the week. Uh, I see a team uh, I'm betting the Rams at the Packers, the Packers like the Steelers are favored by three points at home, even though it's clear that the uh, um, maybe more so even than with the Steelers, it's clear that the, Packers are not a very good team and the Rams have had some trouble lately. They, but they've scored a lot of points uh, and they scored even, even though they got blown out by Dallas last week, they still scored a lot of points and Dallas is a much better team than, um, than green Bay is. And so green Bay is somehow favored by three. I would have thought maybe the Rams would be actually be favored uh, in this game. Uh, and so I I'm going with the Rams easily here. Uh, I could, you know, of course I could be wrong, but I think the Rams are, I, I did well uh, last week with Green Bay at home. I predicted the uh, Vikings would uh, win easily. And so now I'm predicting that the Rams will at least keep it within three and probably win outright. I'll probably pick them on the money line uh, as, as well. So I like Rams plus three over the Packers. Stafford is healthy. The, the Rams have, you know, Cooper Cup had a bad game against Dallas, but he's, you know, he's, Healthy-ish again. Puka Nakua has turned out to be a pretty good receiver. You know, they have a lot of weapons. Uh, the running backs have been depleted, but, you know, they still have Daryl Henderson, who's been around for, it seems like, you know, years and years now uh, on that team. So I like I like the Rams to um, probably win outright in at Lambeau, uh, but at least easily cover that uh, three-point spread. Is this as much betting against Green Bay as it is betting on? The Rams. Yeah, I, it is really. I was talking myself into why, why the Rams are pretty good, even though they haven't played terribly. The record doesn't quite indicate that this year. Yeah. Uh, I think they're three and four or something like that. Um, but I still they lost to the to, to the Steelers two weeks ago. <laughs> yes, they did. And um, three and five. The Rams are three and five. Hmm. Uh, but I still, you know, I still think of them. Uh, as a a much better team than the the Green Bay Packers at this point in the season, so I like the Rams. How how about your second lock of the week? Uh, my second pick is uh, maybe I'll, actually all three of my picks are as much picking against a team as I am picking for a team. Uh, <clears throat> this one I'm going with a team that I don't really like at all, uh, but they seem to be at least playing okay for the most part. I've got uh, Raiders minus two and a half uh, at home versus the New York Giants. Well, I don't know if the Giants have a quarterback. Yeah, it could be Daniel Jones. It could be. It could be. And I don't know that it matters which guy it is. I don't think Benito. any of them fare very well. The Raiders defense seems to be like pretty decent, except for that one game two weeks ago that was not so good. Um, yeah, and the Raiders can score some points. I think, I yeah, I... I, I think the Raiders, but I don't. I don't think the Giants can score points. So that's the that's maybe <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Even even if the Raiders play poorly, I still think they can win by a field goal. I I, yeah, I tend to agree with that one too. Yeah, I I like um, the Raiders there. This is one of those things where the we have trouble scoring points uh, from the Giants, even when they're healthy. They they haven't been the only, the only team they could score points against really. Uh, was the Arizona Cardinals and uh, the Cardinals are much more are much less uh, powerful than they were even a couple of weeks ago because they uh, traded away their starting quarterback in Joshua Dobbs uh, and Kyler Murray's still not there. So my third pick of the week is involves the Arizona Cardinals and that is the Arizona Cleveland game. Um, I'm not making a pick on the spread. I think Cleveland will win that game, and I would probably pick Cleveland on. I think they're favored by seven and a half. I don't know who the quarterback for Cleveland is going to be either. I don't know if it's uh, going to be Deshaun Watson or somebody else. Um, but I, I do think the game's going to be low scoring, especially on Arizona's side. Clayton Toon, the fifth round draft pick, is going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, the over under number is 37 and a half. I think it's going to be under. I probably think Cleveland's probably going to win something like 
maybe 24 to seven or something like that, or, or, or some 20, even zero 30 to three, something like that. Those would all be (laughs) under 37 and a half. So I like, I like uh, Cleveland, Arizona to be a low scoring slog, maybe not as many punts as the giants jets snooze fest, but um, I think it's going to be a low scoring game under 37 and a half. How about your third and final lock of the week, Dr. Scaff? Uh, I'm going to the uh, Monday night game. Uh, it's uh, Chargers at New York Jets. Chargers are somehow only favored by three points on the road. Uh, so I, I don't know where the Jets are scoring points at all in this one again. The Chargers offense is at least decent enough to put up some points. And again, I don't know where the Jets are coming up with it, almost anything. So uh, I expect the uh, Chargers to cover by at least a field goal. Okay, that makes sense. To me more too. than a field goal covering the spread, a three-point spread. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, I could see the I could see the Jets winning a really ugly game, but I think the Chargers really, really need to keep pace in the AFC West and try to, um, you know, make a playoff push. And 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 you know, Brandon Staley wants to keep his job, so I think I I could see. Um, I could, I could, I could definitely uh, uh, see that as well. Your uh, three uh, bets run from Thursday, not Thursday to Monday night. So you have you have a long uh, spread. I think all of mine were Sunday games. So uh, I my 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 locks a week are much more concentrated. Yes, than 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 yours are. But that doesn't necessarily mean my locks of the week will be any better. Uh, yeah. than yours we'll have to wait until next week uh to find out here on the one trick power hour do we have anything all in the noon in the noon slot even they're it's all new yeah they're all early games <laughs> those are where the game the worst games typically are because yeah. uh those just the games that are interested to interested uh interesting to local uh fans for the most part um do you, uh do you have anything else that you want to talk about uh in for week nine or uh, week nine action is the uh, yeah, which game do you think is the marquee game outside of the the uh germany game I, is I, it is it the uh um oh, i just lost dallas philly is that that's probably that's a good one buffalo cincinnati is the other one i think buffalo cincinnati yeah those are the two good games I, Buffalo Cincinnati is the Sunday night game. I like both of those a lot. I I I think maybe Buffalo Cincinnati simply because it's an AFC game and I'm a, I'm, I'm a Chiefs we're Chiefs fans, so maybe it's a little more interesting to us. Also, maybe because of the Demar Hamlin Hamlin uh, situation and the playoff loss that Buffalo suffered last year. So there's a little bit more of a rivalry that's not a kind of normal rivalry like the you know the Dallas Philadelphia is a division game they hate each other they have for years yeah uh but the the Buffalo Cincinnati rivalry is kind of a newer one and both of these teams are kind of desperate uh to stay in the playoff hunt and I think a fourth loss this early in the season would really hurt uh one of those teams with Dallas Philadelphia Maybe if Dallas wins, that means that they're in contention for the division, but Philadelphia is still an easy playoff team. I think Dallas, even if they lose, is already matters. I don't think that game matters quite as much as it does uh as as the one as Buffalo Cincinnati matters in the in in for playoff for the playoff race. Yeah. Yeah. And they and they'll play uh, Dallas and Philly will play each other again anyway, right? So yeah, yeah. It, it'll, it'll be a Cincinnati, great uh, Buffalo won't meet unless they meet in the playoffs. Yeah, and if Dallas wins that game, though, that's going to be a, that's you know that's going to be the um, story of the week because everybody everybody has wanted Dallas to beat knock off Philadelphia at least from a kind of pundits, uh, you know, because the Cowboys for some reason still are the most popular team. Uh, on ESPN and things like that, even though they haven't really been that relevant for, you know, since, you know, Troy, Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith uh, retired, they haven't had a team that's really, really good uh, since then. But those are two really good games. I think last week we had only one really, really good game here. I think the Chiefs, uh, the, the Chiefs Dolphins, 
uh, is also really so. There's at least three really good games I think on the schedule this week. So that's that's nice. I think Tennessee Pittsburgh is actually a pretty good game uh, for Thursday, uh, even though even it's a good kind of wet the appetite uh, sort of sort of matchup. I think two especially two kind of hard nosed uh, teams with young quarterbacks now that you know could do something and and you know so I, so this is this is a more interesting week to me uh matchup wise than uh than, than the week before but really it's those three games chiefs dolphins uh philly philly and dallas and cincinnati buffalo they're making up i mean they're the ones that are pulling the um over under numbers much much higher because i think if you take if you took those three out the over under number for the week is uh, considerably lower. Even it's yeah. it's under forty. If you took those three games out, <laughs> Seattle Baltimore is a pretty good game too. By the by, the yeah. records, even though I don't th- I think nobody really is paying attention too much to Seattle and and uh, Baltimore is you know people are kind of waiting till they play some better teams later in the season. But those are both potentially playoff teams as well. So there's you know four four uh, games with teams with uh winning records uh in 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 both of them you know on playing against uh one another today so those those would be four of the five games four of the five highest over under number games if you add that seattle (laughs) (laughs) everything else is like 40 or 40 ish or less yeah indiana carolina is the uh, is the outlier there with a 44 and a half over under um I like Indiana, probably Indianapolis, uh, probably in that game, but I don't really. Who knows? No, in, it, Indy had was supposed to have a decent, decent defense, and in the last couple of weeks, they've like allowed like a hundred points the last two weeks. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is Richardson coming back, or is he? Is it still? It's still gonna be the Gardner Minshew experience. I think he's out for the year. I think they. I think he had to have a shoulder surgery. Okay, so I think he's done for the season, and and yeah, running back. I'm not sure that they've. Figured out whether it's Moss or uh, yeah. they pay all that money, but Moss is still really doing well. So yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, we'll find out more next week what 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 will happen in week nine, and we'll be able to recap all of it on uh, our uh, following in the following installment of the Warning Track Power Hour. Do you have anything else to add uh, this week, Doctor Scaff, or should we uh, begin our our wrap up? Wrap up our Halloween episode that we our Halloween have. episode, yeah. Well, it's going to be November second. Uh, by the time you guys uh, see that, believe that's All Souls Day uh, in yes. um, in the Christian calendar. Um, but in close to the day, of, you know, Day of the Dead, All Saints Day, all these, all these, uh, uh, all these, uh, you know, holidays that are beginning to lead us to Thanksgiving and the Christmas season. So, Advent. And uh, that's that's a, a Hanukkah, you know these 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 winter holidays that, that I think are the best holidays. Halloween's a pretty good one, but I think I think once we get into Christmas, especially that's 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 the you know those are even even uh, from a non in a, a secular purpose, I think it's 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 the king of American holidays because you know everything is going to be geared up the last two months towards that for better or for worse. Although you, I think you were, I remember seeing Halloween stuff and, and you know in Walmart and places like that back in the. Uh, like July. Right, right after fourth of july was yeah. over, you started seeing halloween stuff so the sixth of july all the halloween stuff rolls out halloween's becoming maybe the second most important american holiday i think in some ways i think a lot of it's just because there's it's just such a long gap between the fourth of july and the next holiday so it's just that there's a lot of yeah the labor day doesn't quite to build do up a, to, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's not a commercial holiday though yeah yeah well, we have Veterans Day coming up too, and uh, a couple. Another weeks. big commercial holiday. <laughs> yes, I get since I'm working at the courthouse now. I get Veterans Day off. Uh, or actually, Veterans Day is on Saturday, so I get the observed Veterans Day off, November 10th. So that's pretty sweet. I don't even have. Nice. It's not even real Veterans Day, but I still get the day off because I'm a now a government employee. So, I uh, it's pretty cushy. <laughs> sweet. Yes, uh, just almost as sweet as the Warning Trek Power Hour, and this will be, of course, our uh, our our, our sign off here because we have nothing more to add. <laughs> we we've really we've 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 uh, scraped the bottom of the barrel, I think, uh, in terms of our analysis. 
and you know sometimes we go off on on, on weird weirder changes we didn't really do that this week but uh next too, week too depressed from the uh, poor chiefs play that's probably what it is when, when when the chiefs do well we're kind of giddy and we can we can we can really uh talk about a lot of the uh different strange uh happenings and things and old timeiness and we didn't we didn't have any trivia questions we we were just a little bit off i think we were maybe also self on a kind of halloween sort of hangover we were we ate all our candy and now we're sort of in that uh sugar coma uh that that you get and uh so we'll we'll be more active probably next week especially if the if the chiefs can pull off a victory in front fort um in front of all those German fans, do you think? Maybe one question about the German fans: Do you think they're going to all sing like they did last last year? "Country Roads Take Me Home" by uh, John Denver. Is that going to be the song, or will it be a different song? It's maybe maybe a Hasselhoff classic. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. <laughs> the Hoff. Maybe he'll make an appearance. <laughs> maybe he's doing the national anthem. The do- yeah yeah the German national anthem. <laughs> or or all of that, or the or maybe the U.S. and maybe we'll combine it into one seamless Ooh. German uh, German American uh, mashup. Mashup, yes. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have to we'll, we'll have to wait next week to to find out uh, about that. Uh, but until then, I remain Dr. Mike Wortman Esquire, as Dr. Andrew Scaff wants us to say every time. Now. <laughs> he remains Dr. Andrew Scaff. We remain the Warning Track Power Hour. Please remain liking or please start to like and or subscribe to our little uh, podcast and or YouTube channel. And we appreciate your patronage and your viewership, listenership. And we wish you the best this weekend uh, in uh, with uh, your teams and your upcoming games. All of them are important, I know. And uh, we will be back, as I said, next time to discuss all of these here on the One Trick Power Hour. But until then, we bid you good day.